Hi guys, so uh, welcome to the second episode of our podcast. I'm Ranjit. I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about frustration. But before we do, if you haven't heard our first episode, please go and check it out. It's about the interaction between Airbnb and residential leases. So Ranjit, what are you frustrated about today? Very good, Alex. Uh, well, actually, frustration, or well, the frustration I'm going to be talking about is a legal doctrine which if invoked, will automatically terminate a contract between two parties. A contract may be said to be frustrated where, after it was entered into, without default of either of the parties, it has become impossible to legally perform or incapable of being performed because of what is known as a supervening event. In simple terms, if the main purpose of a contract can no longer be performed because of an external event outside the contemplation and control of the parties, either party can argue that the contract is terminated as a result. Sounds simple enough. Why are we talking about it today? Well, when the pandemic first took hold, many tenants of commercial leases were unable to pay their rent. The country was locked down and businesses were forced to shut their doors for months on end. As businesses started to re-emerge during the summer, they were then faced with a second and then a third national lockdown. The government initially offered tenants a life raft by automatically staying existing possession claims for six months and by preventing new claims from being issued during that period. Landlords have been prevented from taking possession of commercial premises and the latest extension of that ban has been extended until the end of June of this year, 2021. Claims that have been restarted since September 2020 are taking a long time to work their way through the backlogged court system. As the third lockdown comes to an end and businesses start to reopen, all of the problems that were kicked down the road are going to start reappearing. Many businesses owe lots of money and impatient landlords will be there demanding payment of that rent in a hurry. It shouldn't be forgotten that many landlords will have mortgages and debt obligations that they'll have to meet and they've been unable to do so while commercial premises have been shut. I think that's a fair point. As landlords start to look to recover those arrears, many tenants will be wondering whether they are able to get out of their leases so as to avoid any obligation to pay rent. We've already seen a few cases, particularly for shorter term leases, where a tenant has argued frustration to try and avoid the legal obligation to pay the outstanding rent. So does it work for leases? In theory, it does. Commercial leases are a form of contract and so the doctrine of frustration could apply. However, as at the time of recording this podcast, I haven't seen a single reported decision where a commercial lease was found to be frustrated. That said, the pandemic was a once in a lifetime event and that may have an effect on how courts view these types of claims. So Ranjit, what factors will come into play in deciding whether there's been frustration of a commercial lease? Well, firstly, if there's a force majeure clause in the lease, it will be difficult for a tenant to argue that the intervening event was not foreseen by the parties. However, those kind of clauses are far less common than they used to be. Force majeure? I haven't come across that. I suspect you probably haven't come across it because they're not as common as they used to be. So it's a contractual clause which tries to foresee unforeseen circumstances and which will alter a party's liabilities or obligations in the event of those circumstances um, taking place. The next factor will be the length of the lease. And I think this is probably the most crucial factor for, for an argument for frustration. For longer leases, case law suggests that it will be harder to argue that the lease has been frustrated if the, even if the period 
of the frustration is, is a longer period. By way of example, there was a case from 1981, uh, National Carriers Limited and Panalpina, which related to an interruption of 20 months during a 10-year lease term, and that interruption was not considered to be a frustrating event. I agree. I suspect frustration will only be available to tenants with shorter terms, given that those with longer leases will find it much more difficult to establish frustration of the relationship. The question is likely to be treated by the courts as one of degree, so that a longer interruption might produce frustration provided that the supervening event strikes at the very heart of the lease. For example, perhaps the forced closure of a short-term pop-up shop, which sells what are deemed as non-essential items, and thus was unable to operate for large swathes of the past year. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly the short-term leases are going to have much more success with with an argument for frustration. I agree. I I do also think that a tenant should check whether the lease contains a rent suspension clause and that it applies to the current circumstances. If there is such a clause, it may allow a tenant to stop paying rent until such time as they're allowed to go back into occupation. Yeah, and I think it's also worth noting that if a tenant is able to argue frustration, it will mean that the lease is at an end and the tenant will have to give up possession of the property. So if there is inherent value in the property, such as in the goodwill associated with the site, the tenant's going to lose that. Well, I suppose another point to consider is the position of the landlord. I'd imagine that there's a lot of vacant commercial properties on the market and a landlord may be more content in sticking with a tenant and agreeing a reasonable payment plan for any arrears rather than forfeiting the lease and being left with an empty property in what will no doubt be a very difficult market in the months to come. Absolutely. So Alex, are you able to give us a summary of what we've discussed today? In summary, I'd suggest that the starting point is for a tenant to check whether there's a rent suspension clause or a force majeure clause. A tenant would also do well to check whether any insurance policy they have covers this situation. With longer leases, it's extremely unlikely that an argument for frustration will succeed. However, for much shorter leases, where the property has been unusable for long periods, the tenant may have a strong case. If your landlord is chasing you for the rent, it's important to establish dialogue so that terms can be agreed before any further action is taken, which will inevitably result in additional costs. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us in what I hope has not been a frustrating episode. Uh, Until next time. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me.